This station is being brought to you via Nolsoft Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit shoutcast.com. Go that way. You'll be malfunctioning within a day, you nearsighted scrap pile. The following program is intended for mature audiences. Are you stuck up, half witted, scrumpy looking nerd You tell that slimy piece of worm ridden filth. But get no such pleasure from us. Parental discretion is advised. Star Wars on Direct is brought to you by SimpleNet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Transmissions. Communications disruption can mean only one thing. Here they come. The coordinates like the beam that's pulling us in. You may fire when ready. Commence primary ignition. And welcome to Star Wars Undirect for this edition of May 28, 2006. It's show number 87. That's that's it's a lot of shows we've been doing over the years, isn't it, Brian? It's a poop load. A poop load? Poop load. You're officially, I officially call you from now on Turd's Boy. Turd Boy. We, we really apologize for what Brian says. It just comes out of his mouth. He's not aware of it. And uh, yeah, it's verbal diarrhea. See, there still you with go. the poop. Still <laughs> with the poop. All right, so uh, of course I'm joined today by my nice fellow Brian. Yes, I'm and, a nice uh, fellow. Audrey, of course, who's right facing me, and finally could connect to the internet, and we finally could connect to the server, and we finally could record the show. Half an hour late, and we're half an hour late. Well, first show was supposed to be at seven in the first place, like two weeks ago, but. Now we know. It's at one. I told you it was at one. That's okay. I told you last show was at one. Emails, Brian. I told you. Emails. All right. Well, our main subject today is going to be costuming. And it's going to be costuming in the Star Wars fandom, costuming in general at all as well. Because uh, we want to ask the question, why do people dress up? You know? Why did Brian got his hair dyed blue to look like Hank McCoy? Well, that might be because he's a big X-Men tree fan. And because he's a beast. Whoa, I see what you did there. Yes. I just didn't like it. I know, I figured. So, Brian, tell us, how can people, you know, send us emails and tell us how beautiful you look with your blue hair? Wow. They can contact us 
by email, of course, at studio at swendirect.com. You can reach us through the chat. You can look at us on the webcam. You can listen to us live. You can read our blog, our Star Wars on Direct message board, and they can also reach us by MSN Messenger, which is swendirect at hotmail.com. Of course, all of this information is available on our webpage, which is www.swendirect.com. All right. Well, uh, today we're going to be uh, experimenting again with uh, some different stuff, so the sound card might crash during the show. And judging by how the day's been going so far, there's a lot of chance that the sound card will crash during the show. So don't worry. Just stay on the air, because we're going to be right back with you, and uh, we're going to keep having fun. Um, I want to tell you that <coughs> the uh, the uh, podcast from last week was not released because. Uh, have we a good reason. We we have some bandwidth issues because people have been downloading a lot of our podcasts. So thank you for all of you. You should go vote for us on on Podcast Alley. Yes, so we can actually see you. And you know, go to our wonderful Frapper map and say I'm listening to your show because that'd be nice. Yeah, I want more comments and more emails. I don't care how esoteric as Arnie calls them. Our show topics are. I'd like some more comments. You'd like some more comments? Well, hopefully we'll make it happen. All right. Well, so Brian, do you wanna you wanna be the beast and start talking about it? No, I'm gonna talk about Da Vinci Code, which I saw first. You saw Da Vinci Code? Yes. So. And it's good. Should we at least go see it on the big screen, or should oh, yeah, we definitely. wait for a rental? Or no, no, go see it on the big screen. It's one of the big uh, summer. No, 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 full thing. Full, full. It's worth flex. it. Really? Tom Hanks is great, and Audrey Tattoo is great too. And Totu. Tattoo. Tattoo. Totu. Totu. Tattoo. It says Totu. Oh yeah, it's tattoo. Sorry. Totu. <laughs> I don't know. I was speaking the English. I was not speaking the French. <sighs> anyway, yes. it was great, and. I fa- I had read half the book by the time I got to s- I went to go see it on Wednesday morning because I'm cool I'm in the industry I get to go to early showings okay it just means they're early in the morning not actually before the movie's released anyway I, I so I really enjoyed it it's very close to the book yeah there's more information of course in the book so a lot of more background but you know that's normal uh I I knew like the big surprise is I felt them coming, mm-hmm. like the shockers. They weren't that shocking. They were really well done and well disguised, and I found it was lots of fun. Okay. The most powerful scene is the last scene, though. And I'll leave it. Like you should go see it and figure it out what it is. Everybody knows. Like there's no big secret that you know, the the, the Da Vinci Code reveals that Mary Magdalene was um. It was Jesus' wife, and they had a child, and then there's this whole lineage of kings, as they call it, mm-hmm. because both Magdalene and Jesus were descendants of kings. Okay. So it's a king's line, mm-hmm. and basically the church has been trying to erase that because they want to preserve Jesus as this view that he's a divine figure and not a mortal man. Yeah. But the way I learned it, wasn't it that Jesus was mortal and Jesus and a god? He was time. not a god. He's the son of God, the son which of is god. not the same thing. I know, but we're both. Wait, you're raised Catholic, Audrey. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, Roman Catholic, and I remember it being, he was a son of God, so he's God, but it's the Holy Trinity, and it's just kind of blurry. So well, it doesn't really matter. Obviously, he was mortal if they were able to crucify him. Exactly. So, yeah. The only divine bit about it was that he was supposed to have risen, risen again. Risen, and then now, go you know, up to heaven. Yeah, sort of so, be the right-hand man. Exactly. That's yeah, all good. Uh, and, you know, it's more all about, like, where is Mary Magdalene's, you know, body laid? Because she was, they, they put her in a sarcophagus. Okay. And... She, that the whole idea she's the holy grail if you can prove that you're if there are still descendants of Jesus that's still alive today with DNA testing then it will shake the whole foundations of the Catholic religion and everybody well not really okay because you know so let it's me been ask, a popular idea for years l- let me ask a question should should we take Tom Hanks new hairdo as a hint of something that he's like Jesus <laughs> no Okay. <laughs> he just looks sexy. He just looks sexy? I'm sure that's what it is. Well, Brian, I never knew you had it in you. What? The male gene. Anyway. Uh, X-Men 3? <sighs> Sebastian didn't get you... me into X3 that night, so yes. I, I didn't get to see two movies in a day. I'm sorry. Uh, I went to go see it Wednesday night. Um, or not Wednesday night. Blah, Friday night. It was um, okay. Yes, it's at, at the most. It shows it was, it's not the same director. No, That's no, no. One it shows sure. that the script was rushed. The rat, Brett Ratner. Mm-hmm. You know, he's nothing special. He's a Hollywood director who's used to directing Chris Tucker. Now, there's nothing wrong with Chris Tucker. When you're doing a funny movie. When you're doing it, it, but you know, it just, I found that a lot of the dialogue fell flat. It's yeah. like, Wolverine's supposed to be sarcastic. <laughs> He's not. It's just lame. Hmm. I, I remember seeing, did you see the footage of the Speedball, speedball fe- special yeah. before you seen the movie? The Fastball special, yeah. Did you see it before? Like yes. the, the, le- the clip yes, I from did. Leno or something? I was, saw that and I was like, oh man, this movie's going to be bad. The dialogue was horrendous. Well, when I saw the fastball special for the first time, I'm like, sweet, we get to see the Sentinels. And, of course, when I saw the scene, I'm a little, no, a lot disappointed. But, of course, I was prepared for that because Chris why Gore... They, why didn't they use the Sentinels later when, like, because, later in the movie? Because Chris Gore told uh, Kevin Pereira from Attack of the Show that it pretty much was just the light poles. That's all you saw of the Sentinels. But, you know, did you stay until the end of the credits? Yeah. So you saw the scene? Yeah. So there might be another sad movie like this one? Let's hope that they get a, they get a better director, uh, an actual action director, a du- you know, like, and, 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 and they don't rush the script just yeah. to piss off Brian Singer again. Oh, no, he's going to go do X-Men. Better hurry this script out and pump it out. Last year, they hadn't finished the script in August. They, they, they didn't yeah. even finish it in August. Here's the thing about X-Men 3. Ratner wanted to, to, to show a lot of mutants with a lot of powers. And what he did is he basically mounted this team around Magneto with Omega Kid and Arclight, which are two nowhere mutants. And Spike. No, Spike's not there. That's Omega Kid. 
That's you Omega s- Kid? Yeah, Spike is the one that fights against Wolverine in the wood. You see Spike for 30 seconds in the movie, and I'm sorry for spoiling everyone else, but he gets killed. And that really sucks. Isn't Spike, though, with a kid in X-Men Evolution? Yeah, but he's he's also in the... In yeah, the but what about the, the, where, the, the guy with the porcupine guy? The porcupine guy in the movie is actually Omega Kid. Okay. Harry Kim from yeah. Voyager. No, that's not Garrett Wong. I'm pretty sure it is. That's not Garrett Wong. I'm pretty I sure can, it is. I can I can show you I'm production gonna, oh, notes. I'm, I'm gonna IMDb it. it. Go ahead, IMDb it right now. I can tell you it's not Garrett okay, Wong. Keep talking. Anyway, uh, the the thing that really struck me the most about X3 is that when you're watching a movie, you can see there's a lot of like pushing forward of some of the other characters that we didn't see too much in the other two movies, but there's a lot of downfall of the actual characters that we want to see more of, of. like for for instance of course Wolverine uh, we know Hugh Jackman and his own production house has decided that they're going to be making a spin-off Wolverine movie and I tumbled upon an, a Phoenix spin-off website this week and I just can't wait to see if they're going to do a spin-off, web- website, uh, spin-off of Phoenix because honestly X-Men 3, which you would believe would be all about Phoenix, is really, really sad sideline for Phoenix. All about Phoenix. It, like, Phoenix isn't even considered... <sighs> you, they don't even think... Phoenix isn't the same thing yep. than in the comic books. Not at all. She's not a being, a supernatural being that represents nature and Mother mm-hmm. Earth. But here's the thing. There's a lot of things that we see happen at the end of the movie. If you take a good look at uh, at the, the end of the movie and you stay after the credit, you're going to see this special scene. Um, what is the one thing we know about the phoenix? It always rises from, from his ashes. ashes. So, did she burn? We didn't see her burn. We started to know she did. We didn't see her burn. So there you go. She, she's not dead. Maybe not. Or she's not alive. Or maybe Phoenix is dead, but maybe Jean Grey's still alive. Uh, you can't bring her back again. They've like honestly, spoiler here, they killed too many people. Yes. It's just, just a fact. That's so true. And Juggernaut had a nice presence. Uh, I think I think Juggernaut was one of the few that they did just right. And I liked him, but not as much as Colossus. And we saw a lot more of Colossus in that movie. But they didn't, like, even say his name. They said, like, hey, shiny. It's, uh, you say, Petey, hey, shiny, come here. So you hear hear his his first name, like, once. So, yeah. But, you know what? I'm hoping that we're going to have another X-Men movie and we're going to see some more action with, like, some of the other characters. And, of course, keeping always in mind the main characters that we want to see in action. They killed Mystique. No, they don't. But pretty much. Not really. And if you've seen the end of the movie, she'll be back. Mm, yeah. But well, I don't want to spoil anyone listening to us. But no, she'll be it's, back. N- it's not. He, he, he could have not used. He not could have. It cuts right before it. There's a reaction. So you don't know. No, there. No, you see the reaction. You don't. Yes, you do. Anyway, I'm just saying she's going to be back for sure. And um, Cyclops, X-Men 3, for those of you who love the character in the other two movies, maybe not the best movie to expect 
see some ha- some Cyclops action in. It's yeah, pretty disappointing. Very disappointing. Well, it's very disappointing for everyone. Yeah, pretty much everyone. Yeah. But tell you what, if it, if you like the the I previous, want more beast. If you if you like the previous movies and you want to go see it, I I highly do suggest you go see it on the big screen, at least as a matinee. If you're a big X Men fan, you might find some of the storyline a little disturbing fucked. and fucked up. But you know what? I think it's still a movie that you should go see because it has interesting po- plot plot points and points of views. So for somebody who hasn't watched any of the X-Men movies, like what is the draw to X-Men? What makes you interested in that series? Because well, for me, cool people never... with with superpowers. Okay, now that we're done with the superficial part. <laughs> it, it, it's it's a, like a modern tale of segregation and, you know, people that are segregated, they basically they fight to protect the people that hate them. Okay. And that's what the X-Men do. The X-Men is basically the story of how to be... Hated by the yet, people you protect. Yeah, well, and how to, try, how to try and get your life to be accepted by other people. So they're pretty so much... So basically a, they're an outcast and they're They're pretty much all rejects in, and they just want to fit in. the basic good versus evil intertwined mm-hmm. in there. And of course you've got the two rejects side the bad and the good, mm-hmm. and the bad are just making things worse, making the rejects more even rejects. But okay. So are all the rejects on the good side, or are there like... No, there's, there's rejects like cross on both okay. sides, that's the thing. So, there you go. And, um... I think, I, I think that's gonna that's gonna settle it for X3. I can't wait to see the DVD and, uh, hopefully extras and commentaries or whatever. Um, and I tumbled upon the most wonderful documentary slash movie this week. Deleted Magic, the Star Wars. That's the first actual cut of Star Wars A New Hope that was never shown in theaters. And it includes the scenes with Tashi Station and Biggs. And they're awesome. It's it's basically an, a recut of Star Wars. Where'd you see this? I, I, I got around to get it from a friend of mine. So... A friend of a friend? I know people who know people. And uh, it's a really great documentary if you can get your hands on it. Um, I doubt it's going to be able on, uh, going to be available on Amazon.com. Uh, but you should definitely check out every convention floor. And if you see Deleted Magic, The Star Wars, and not only Star Wars, but The Star Wars, because that's what it was first going to be called, then you should definitely buy buy the DVD and take a look at it. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's a great documentary, in all honesty. And and um, that's it for our uh, wonderful uh, movie stuff. Now I want to take a second and uh, read an email that we got from uh, one of our listeners. Uh, his name is Steele, and he wrote us all the way from Australia. And it's uh, a little thing, well, a little thoughts about the coverage of the fan club present race. Um... So I'm going to go straight into it. So, just listener from Australia to say, love the show, listen to it every week. I must say, I was a little disappointed with your coverage of the fan club present race. Now, I'm a total outsider of the fan community, and I understand Dustin is involved with the major Star Wars website, and that's great. I visit RebelCom from time to time. But why have Tom on your show be cool with him, 
only de- only to then cut him down with following episodes with comments like UCLA wannabe or whatever was said. Pretty spineless. If you had if you had s- some sort of issue with him, why not bring it up when he was there? I couldn't help there was another political move taking place. You wanted to be more in the clique with the higher profile fan sites. You mentioned to Tom a reference to Conan O'Brien. This is a st- the second time that uh, I've heard Sebastian mention Conan. Get over it! The skit with Triumph the Insult Comic Dog is the Star Wars with the Star Wars fan is the one of the funniest TV spots ever. I've shown tons of Star Wars fans that bit, and everyone thinks it's hilarious. The Triumph, from memory, I think Brian would agree with me about this. As both a Star Wars fan and a comedian, found the whole thing genius. Anyway, both Des and Tom obviously are pretty deserving, having what ten times the votes uh, between brackets that anyone else. But I found the quasi-concealed bias pretty annoying in what was meant to be a light-hearted competition. Anyway, I would enjoy hearing your thoughts, maybe in an upcoming episode. That was from Steel, who's from Melbourne, Australia. So, uh, thank you very much for writing to us, uh, Steel, and I want to answer all of your questions. So, first of all, I'm going to say that uh, we have absolutely nothing against Tom. Uh, Basically, what happens is that Tom is one of the guys that came out of nowhere and decided that he wanted to be part of the President Club well, the, the the fan club rates, and he actually committed himself to be the president. And there were a lot of things said, just like in any other race to presidency. And some people have troubles with him. I have nothing to do with him. I, I don't have any problem with him. Now, Dustin, on the other side, has been very involved in the Star Wars community for for the past few years, and not only on websites, uh, contrary to Tom, which is sadly one of the things that you know might be taken in consideration by some of our some of the fans who would actually be voting for a fan club president you know you want someone who's been out there in the in the fan with the fans and has experience with them and knows what's happening and you know who wants to be active and participate in the uh in the actual community that's if we want to if we want to have the fandom to live then that's what we got to be looking for um in terms of calling him names like UCLA Wannabe, it's actually USC Wannabe, and that's his own nickname on StarWars.com. You can check out the uh, presidency uh, board. Sebastian, I think he was saying that you made the mistake by calling him UCLA. No, he's actually saying that we called him names. But UCLA, you made a mistake, I think he's pointing out. No, he's actually okay. saying that we, we called him names. That's what he's saying. Okay. And I just want to make sure I, would, I just want to settle things down that we did not insult Tom in any way whatsoever. Tom was a, is a great guy, and he had all his shut as the, as the presidency. And it, it, in fact, we're still we're still waiting for the actual official results from IDG to make sure that he's the fan club president or not. And uh, I have no issue with the man, none whatsoever. And in terms of the Conan O'Brien skit, well, I'm gonna. I actually sent him an email about that, but I'm gonna s- repeat it here for the last time, hopefully. I have no problem with the skit itself, it's very funny, it's all good hearted. The problem I have is that Conan O'Brien, who made fun of the, uh, the most of us Star Wars fan, um, did not mention the fact that the New York fans were waiting in line for the Star Child Starbright Foundation to, you know, make money for a good cause and that's the only thing that really bothers me about that and I'm definitely one of those people who believe that if you're not worth a laugh you're not worth anything and I think that both of my co-hosts can testi- mm-hmm. t- testify to that so 
it's it's just that I think Conan was ruthless in not mentioning the fact that they were doing this for the, for a good cause. That's the only issue I have with it. I hope this answers your questions. And uh, is there anyone else who wants to add something here? Nope. No. no. Okay. Oh, and uh, one last thing uh, about being you know part of the clique of the big websites. I really don't care about being part of like the clique of big fan sites. If I happen to have my my show announced on on uh, on theforce.net, well, it's a plus. But I don't really care about it. And I'm personally the administrator of the one of the biggest Star Wars French website in the world. So I'm already part of that clique, if you want to call it that way. And I don't feel there there actually is any kind of clique thing going on. Well, there's Philip Wise runs Force.net and there are Rebel Scum. And there are and there's Star Wars <laughs> with a Z dot com. Shitload of other sites that are considered big. Yeah. You know, the Force on gets a lot of coverage because it's pretty damn big. But eh. yeah, well, it's been it's been around the block for a few <sighs> a years, while. so that that kind of helps. All right, so um, I think yeah, I think that's it. <coughs> Brian, yes. Do you have anything for us this week? Yes, I do. All right. <laughs> Master Fisto, trust your insight, we do. Welcome to the miscellaneous news for this Sunday, May 28th, 2006. Lots of very cool stuff that's happened this week. Not a lot, but some good stuff. Um, there's no news on the uh, vintage original trilogy uh, discs a DVD release. Um, I'm calling it vintage because calling it out is retarded. Okay. Original unaltered trilogy. Stupid. Call it vintage. It looks sounds cooler. I wanna I wanna send a rumor out there. You wanna put a rumor out there? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know if it's actually been told, but I've heard people yeah. in the high plains of 20th Century Fox yeah. mentioning the fact that there would be episode. Uh, four, five, and six coming out, and that there would be not too far from then one, two, three, four, five, and six coming out all together in one big box set. Okay, so it's kind of inevitable. Eventually, they'll do it. Yeah, Nothing but it's 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 if they're gonna do it in September, you know, with the out as well. I'm I I can't wait to see when they're gonna announce it. Just be on the lookout for it. I'm just saying. And Brian, I'm really sorry you're going to have to stack those box sets on your shelves. It's not that bad. The Star Trek ones are worse. No, the worst, you know what it is? Fucking Dr. Quinn. Dr. Quinn? Fucking Dr. Quinn. Medicine Woman. They're all big. So one yeah. disc for one Amray, and they come in big packages. Can't break them down. <sighs> Bane of my existence. There's a new Secrets of Star Wars. 2007 available. It looks really cool. I just saw it right now. You just saw it. it right it's now. got a Tie Fighter, and it's a big Star Destroyer. Uh-huh. What looks like on top of Nam- Naboo, and they're Adats walking 
around, and they look so small compared to the big Star Destroyer. I can't wait. It looks awesome. It looks like from the TV show. That looks like it's from the TV show, Sebastian. And it's a TV it, show. It's actually there's TV show. There's two new. I haven't seen the other one. Because there's that got hurt, and there's the uh, through the fog. Well, that's the through the fog. The the, the one that you just mentioned was through the fog. What's this new one? I can't. I have not seen it. And uh, the other one. I'm gonna go take a look at it right now. <laughs> Describe it for us. Which is the that's gotta hurt, secret of Star Wars. <laughs> Indeed, it's gotta hurt. Uh, you can basically see a Jedi Force pushing a oh I've seen a that clone one. trooper through three pillars. Well, two pillars and then being stopped by a third one. Well, maybe not. It's that's where the photo. That's where that's yeah. all the drawing shows. So, Jura steel walls and marble pillars are no match for the power of the Force. The description for the other so. one: the skies of this historically tranquil planet are once again filled with gigantic warships. So I think I'm right. It's Naboo. Yeah, it does look a lot like Naboo. So, okay. Um, talking more about Star Wars TV. Star Wars Clone Wars is now available for download on iTunes in the U.S. So if you go to the U.S. store, you have a U.S. I guess bank uh, credit card, you can uh, check those out. I don't know how much. I think they're about two ninety nine each. I'm not sure because that's how much a video is, or it's one ninety nine, about there. Between one ninety, yeah, probably one ninety nine to two ninety nine per episode. Is that season three or mm, all of them? All of them. Um, there has been a lot of miniatures news because we are getting close up to the release. It's the tenth. Uh, yes. Are you gonna? Uh, which it's the tenth. It's the ninth. Ninth is the release, and the tenth is the tournament. The tenth is the tournament. I'm yes. taking the tenth off. Good. So I'm gonna come play the release tournament. Yay! All right. So we have a set list that's available. I've put it. Um, it's on the live journal Star Wars Minis community. I'm gonna throw that link up in the chat see if uh, anyone wants to check that <coughs> out. Um, there's also a lot of minis news. Like, um, There's two previews out from Wizards. <laughs> You're going to like this, Sebastian, but first I'm going to go to the second one. Uh, Darth Malak has been released. He's another Sith. Uh, 52 points and um, quite the beat stick. He gives uh, plus his commander effect is gives plus 6 attack on combined fire instead of 4. And he's got Sith Rage, Lightsaber Throw, Force Stun, and Force Four. And he's got Lightsaber okay. Duelist, Double Attack, Unique. Let, let, let's he's just a real bitch. let's just talk about that list for a second. What's the problem with the list, Sebastian? Old Republic. Bastila Shan. That's fine. Jedi Counselor, Jedi Garden, Jedi Sentinel, Old Republic Commander, and Old Republic Soldier. Yeah, very basic. That's. I better have something else later to make me happy. And there's nothing else later to make me happy. What the? Anyway. Sith, Dark Jedi, Dark Jedi, Jedi Master, Master, Enforcer, Master. Bane, Darth Bane, Darth Malak, Darth Nihilus, Exar Khan, Masasi Sith Mutant, Sith Assault Droid, Sith Trooper, Sith Trooper, Sith Trooper Commander, and Ulic Keldroma. See, it's sweet. Okay, in Republic, there's a bunch of bullshit. Then you get into well, the no, cool no, no, stuff. Wait, no, 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 Boss, no, 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 Fixer, Scorch, and Sev. Yeah, well, there's a... It's Barisafi, Bakara, Cody, and Gree. Uh, Bilabas, even PL. Even P... Cool. <laughs> uh, General Windu. Uh, Jedi Padawan. Jedi Weapon Master. That's... Uh, 
Cinderleg. Cinderleg. Uh, the Kashyyyk Trooper. Kashyyyk Trooper, I'm sorry. That's that's the only thing that's going to be able to make me to play clones, ever. Okay. It's good. It's the finally the good trooper. Good been clone trooper. Masamita. Uh, Why? I, I don't know. Ma- uh, Queen Amidala. Okay. Yeah. More Qui-Gon Jinn. And then you got the RCs, Boss, Fixer, Scorch, and Sev. Notice they are common. Here's the question. Why is Boss uncommon? Uncommon. And he's the leader. Fixer, Scorch, and Sev are all common. Seb, you know what this means? You could probably get a box with all the commandos. Yeah. In one shot, one booster, one all of them. Well, hopefully they're going to be in the first case I'm going to buy. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> the Selukemi Tripper and the Utapau Trooper. And the Separatists, it's just actually pretty good. I'm a, I am love the Separatists. And they got a good good, uh, good figs. Crabjoid, Darth uh, Maul, Champs of the Sith. Uh, Darth Sidious, Dark Lord of the Sith. And the Uk. Tara troop droid? I think, uh, isn't that from the clone? Uh, troop Tara droid. That's from the uh, Clone Wars, I think. Might be. The droids that Toyota yeah. fights on Ilum. In uh, the Rebels, it's really nothing. A trooper with Adgar? Yeah, it's an Adgar cannon. You know the oh, satellite okay. cannons? Yes. On Hoth? Um, Luke Skywalker, Young Jedi. I guess he's Empire. Yoda of Dagobah. Empire. Okay. It's all from Empire. The then Rebels. you have the Imperial, the Carson Guard. Uh, Dark... <laughs> is is that going to be from uh, Shadows? Yeah. Dark Trooper Phase 1, Dark Trooper Phase 2, Darth Vader, Champion of the Sith. Sun Trooper, a Snow Trooper with the E-Web Blaster to, I guess, get come, come forward with the Hot Trooper. And I'm guessing these are gonna, probably going to be uh, the big ones. Yeah, well, not they're not, not huge, huge but, but, but large. Yeah, large. Then you have the New Republic, Corrin Horn. Corrin Horn. Woohoo! <laughs> Jason Solo. Woohoo! Jaina Solo. Woohoo! And that's pretty uh-huh. much where it hands, I'm sorry. Oh, no kip. Corrin's a good second. Not yeah. quite. He doesn't kiss Jaina. You don't, can't make them kiss. No, no. <laughs> I don't have to have every guy in the Star Wars EU universe kiss Jaina to like them, you know. Yes, you do. I don't want to know no, what I you want to have them do. But anyway. Yeah, I, I can have them do other things, but that's beside the point. In the fringe, we have the Arcona Smuggler, the Gundark, the a Gundark. Yep. Okay. The HK forty-seven, the R five Astromech Droid, the Agnat Demolitionist, and the Veracil Wrangler. Yeah. Awesome. I don't know how. Like a lot of the Republic, I just go, eh. Sith looks awesome. Okay, you know what? They better come up with another good set because. Honestly, there's no fucking champions of the Force in there. Yes, there Get are. Get a clue. There's lots of Force users. Bastila Sean, Jedi, Jedi, Jedi. There's like 26 Force users. Jedi Counselor, Jedi Garden, Jedi Sentinel. Fuck you. Have you seen the stats of the Guardian? Fuck you. Give me KKL Droma. Give me Odin Sebastian, Ur. Give me real need, characters from Champions of the Force. I don't need, care. You need troopers. I, no. The, no, you don't. We have troopers already, and... Like there's more troopers that come with you the Republic, need Jedi's but in the old in old Republic, I want the I want real Jedi. I don't want something like Jedi Consular, which is actually Olden Ur. I don't want something like a Jedi Guardian, which is probably going to be someone like you know KKL Droma. Just call him KKL Droma for God's sakes. Make me happy, for once. We don't want to make you happy. I know. You smell like pee. I don't. Stop lying. 
Alright, is that it? Is that all you got? Uh, no, I have lots more. The, uh, just to make Sebastian happy, the Bounty Hunter booster picture has come out. And, um, confirms what we've been hoping. Which is a sub-faction. Okay. Or a new faction. The Mandalorians. Yay! See? So, Good points. See, and the, uh... Mandos mm. have a commander in the Sith, Yula Kel. His <laughs> commander effect only works on Mandos. So if you have Mandalorian in your name, you're yeah. f- you're affected. All right. Good. I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, further, the preview for Tempest has come out, including the cover with Tenoka. On the cover, which is <laughs> awesome. So uh, obviously we're going to be having more Tanalka, and um, lots of interesting things. I don't want to go into any spoilers, but I think you know I'm well into Betrayal. So is Audrey. Yeah. Sebastian, have you started on Betrayal yet? Yeah, I'm going to go buy it. Ugh. You know, I told the chapters people that they're not supposed to have it on the shelves. Yeah, After I bought the good last job. Coffee. They had a copy on the point clear shelves the other day. I good job, that's Brian. That's my copy. <laughs> I bought that copy. <laughs> good job, Brian. Yeah, I'm a bastard like that. I thought you'd have gone and bought it, Sebastian. Good job. Oh, no, seriously. Yet, You're not a fucking asshole at all. I'm a big asshole. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take a grenade, shove it up your ass, and pull the fucking thing off. It was the last copy. They don't have any more copies. Dumbass. You're not supposed to have. Yeah, well, that's it. They probably have like three to five. Oh, Sebastian, the the girl at the cash didn't look impressed. They come out on Tuesday. You'll get it on Tuesday. Go fucking go on with your news. Dumbass. (laughs) Dumbass. How are you liking it so far? Eh, Read a lot in the hospital. Yeah, I'm finding it a little slow, but it's interesting, anyways. I didn't like the whole Dunter thing. Yeah. I don't know if I got that. Eh, (laughs) I didn't like that too much. We're going to have to introduce a segment called lit- Literature News or something. Yeah. We'll it's, I got it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, well, that's pretty much it in that's terms it. of stuff. I don't know what else to say. What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. Well, there's not a lot happening in audio news this week, but there are a couple of things that I'll bring to your attention. Uh, for those of you who have been following the Echoes uh, uh, audiobook that uh, Nathan P. Butler has put out, the last two chapters are now available for download. If you want to take a little gander over at FanWorks, uh, you can collect those. And uh, we had a little bit of news from Ronnie Zone. Uh, Ronnie Zone has started uh, some video productions. Um, if you want to go and have a little look at those, you can check it out at jrdonline.com. Um, they're going to be covering a wide range of things. Uh, so right now they're covering something about an Orange Blossom Festival. But they will be covering other local events, um, and uh, things will be shot in a more conventional style. And they're looking for some feedback, so why don't you go check it out and tell them what you think. I'll also post the website on our chat. And so that's really it for this weekend for Fan Audio. There's not much. (laughs) All right.
StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars Fan Audio on the Internet. It's your home for Star Wars Fan Audio Genre News, a comprehensive catalog of fan-made Star Wars radio shows, parody tales, and serious audio dramas. With behind-the-scenes features, a message board, reviews, tutorials, convention coverage, an internet movie database-style directory of the entire Star Wars Fan Audio community, and the only Fan Audio community-recognized Star Wars Fan Audio Academy Awards held each year. StarWarsFanWorks.com. Fandom has a whole new sound. Every collector deserves the best. That's why our main goal at Federation Toys is to guarantee the highest quality items for the lowest prices. Yes, of course. Come by Federation Toys for Star Wars collectibles. Satisfaction guaranteed. Yes, that's right. Roger, roger. Our Star Wars Internet listeners will get a 5% discount on their purchases. Hey Sebastian, Brian, and Audrey. It's Arnie and Marjorie, and we're packed and ready to go. We're going to Los Angeles. For C4. Yes, we're going to leave now and stand in line. We figure, even though you guys started a few years ago, you left, so we're going to start the new line ourselves. We've brought no changes of underwear, because when you go to a con like this, smelling as bad as possible is apparently in. Hey, it's the perimeter where no one will come near me so I can get the exclusive stuff all to myself. And there's going to be exclusives. They've already set an exclusive figure, and there's going to be other exclusive merchandise like we didn't know that. No, and absolutely no one is going around going, huh, I wonder if they'll repeat that exclusive figure thing again. It went so well. So, as part of the collecting news, it's going to be a self-service shop, so I'm sure there'll be some shoplifting. Yes, I'm sure there'll be lots of shoplifting and lots of hoarding going on. It's going to, we know what's going to be like, the only Walmart left after the apocalypse. If you remember Midnight Madness at the stores, where... Everything is basically in a pile of leftover rubble. I think that's going to be the self-service store after the first 70 people or so. Well, and the store's going to have 24 hours a day, so it's kind of like a quickie mart (laughs) with a poo behind the counter. Let's just hope that they have Snickers bars, because if it's open 24 hours, you you need some of those energy. At C3, we were stuck in the store for, what, eight, eight, nine hours? Mm -hmm. No bathrooms, no food, no drink. I was kind of crabby by the time I got up to the cash register. Hopefully the self-service store will have a self-service stall. Yes. So we are ready for C4. I think we're just going to go out for San Diego in the summer and, and stay. stay. Yeah, we'll just stay out. We'll just move to California. Well, we got to leave all our stuff here. A place in California to hold our collection would be quite expensive. It would be. And since we won't be making any money, since we're just going to be sitting outside the L.A. Convention Center for a year, I think that's considered homeless. Ah, But we're ready to go. Yes, we are. In other collecting news... There's a gunmetal Vader at StarWarsShop.com. It's pretty nice. It's a 14-inch gentle giant statue. $350. Kind of pricey. I ordered it, and then I canceled it, I hope. You know how Star Wars Shop doesn't allow you to cancel online. My luck, they're going to send me an email and say, Oh, well, this order's already in the process of being prepared, even though it's a pre-order for June. And they won't let me cancel it. Well, June is next week, dear. Yeah, that's why I'm afraid they're not going to let me cancel it. Ah. But if I get it, it's a cool piece. It's a chrome statue. Is it chrome or gunmetal? Well, it's chrome, gunmetal. They they describe it both ways. It's a smoked chrome. Because gunmetal doesn't really sound attractive. But chrome makes me think, ooh, pretty. It's a smoked chrome gunmetal finish. Okay. 
It's not going to be like the patina titanium. Okay, because that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, ew. No, it's going to be like the chrome statues they've done for the minibus series. It's going to be nice. I think, though, the reason I canceled my order isn't that I didn't want it. They haven't sold out yet. This is a foreign exclusive. It's been on sale for many days. It hasn't sold out yet from StarWarsShop.com. I just think they're going to go down in price. So that's why I'm trying to cancel. Yes, don't hedge on those Star Wars futures. <laughs> Entertainment Earth is going to have an exclusive. Well, maybe. This maybe. Is it's a rumor. Entertainment Earth or Star Wars, Star Wars Shop. Shop. It's Kira Kanos with a bonus figure. From the Crimson Empire comic book. This is the Imperial Guard. Really, they didn't do too much. It's the same Imperial Guard body, it looks like, that they released for Revenge of the Sith, only now they're calling him Kirkanos. But if you take off his clothes, is he Kirkanos underneath? I hope he has a removable helmet, because if not, all they've done is remold the cape. Because we took off the clothes of the other one, and he was the same. Mm-hmm. He wasn't Kirkanos. The big problem I have with this is the bonus figure. They're not telling us what it is. So... If it's a Stormtrooper, I need to order four of these at 20 apiece. But if it's Kirk Kanos's nemesis, which is what's being rumored, then I only need two of them at 20 apiece. So I really hope that they reveal the mystery before I have to place my order. Maybe it's Masamita. And it really, I'd like to have placed my order already, since at StarWars.com it says Place Order. When you click, this product is unavailable. So I haven't ordered yet, just because they won't let us. I believe because of it's at StarWars.com, it's going to be a StarWars.shop.com exclusive. But rumor has had it as being an Entertainment Earth exclusive, so we're not sure. Now, this month, we get the next in our Spud series. The R2 Potato. The, which, the cutest part is the Princess Tater. Yes. He's really cute. I really like the Mr. Potato Heads that are Star Wars themed. They're some of the few Star Wars toys you have at your office. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to look like too big of a geek. And to end on the same note we began with cons, at Comic-Con, Acme Archives is going to have two, yes, two new character keys. They're going to do Darth Sidious from the Clone Wars cartoons in holographic form, since we never see Sidious in face, I don't believe. And I think I'm going to pass on this one. I'm not a completionist with the character keys. I've passed on the Grievous and the Mace so far, just because I didn't like the art, and I think I'm going to pass on this one also. The other one they're going to have is an Anakin, but is it a clothed Anakin, or is it Scandal Topless Anakin? Oh, with the things on him? With the paint? I don't know if it has the paint. I haven't actually looked that close He's on He was kind of scrawny when he was topless. Yeah, he was a little scrawny. Not like Hayden Christensen in the movie, because he wasn't scrawny in the movie. Yes, we know. Hayden Christensen and Hugh Jackman, we know what yes. my wife likes. uh-huh. But those are going to be at Comic-Con, and they're currently having a vote, so the people can choose is it going to be clothes on anakin or clothes off anakin now my own personal guess is they're going to choose clothes on anakin because we're mostly guys whereas if it was clothes on padme or clothes off padme <laughs> i think i know which one would win there too that's the collecting segment for this week we hope you're having fun up there in the great north do you have memorial day in canada i think it's a u.s only holiday they may have I their own form of it it's probably not the same day as ours ah well we salute you. Bye. Now, yeah, that's right. We might not have a Memorial Day in Canada, but we're got close. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that made me laugh so much.
Um, wow, Kier Candice figure that's gonna be awesome. I'm yeah. really thrilled, and I saw a little pic on uh, Yoda's news, and I just can't wait to uh, to actually see more of the the figure. And as for Star Wars Celebration Force, or well, I'll come back to that later. But I gotta say, I'm pretty much in agreement with you guys. So, on to the show. Hi, this is Marjorie. And this is Arnie. We're from Star Wars Action News. Download our Star Wars Collecting Podcast at ReviewStarWars.com. You are listening to Star Wars Indirect. Well, the call has been made, ladies and gentlemen, and it is now official that Star Wars Celebration 3 will be... Celebration 4 will be taking place in Los Angeles, California, and it's going to happen from May 24th to the 28th next year. I was right. I was right. I was right. Take that, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) I sent him a PM last week saying... I guess our uh, sources were right, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much it for now. Uh, we don't have much details on the convention itself. However, there was an extensive news, and I want to mention a few things that I really like about the fact that we're going to have a C4 next year. Uh, first of all, Steve Sansweet mentioned something really, really sweet, actually, and it's that it's going to be an actual week of Star Wars Celebration. Not only for Star Wars Celebration 4, but there's going to be something else going on in L.A. for... That's why I'm kind of scared. I want to get there the week before. Yeah, well, that's that's what we'll oh, be looking be into. so right. expensive. Yes, it will be. <laughs> Start putting your pennies I'm aside, ladies and gentlemen. I'm my air miles as we speak. Yes. I, I, I think I'm going to call MasterCard and tell them I want an air miles card or I something. I just did that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes... Promises to be a very interesting, uh, very interesting event. I'm going to save my money. I'm going to fly out of Burlington. And uh, yeah, so you pass through the customs first. No, that's not only that. The flight costs a hell of a lot less. Well, what I'm going to do for sure. Two hundred Canadian slash U.S. dollars because it's the same thing. So no more Monopoly money, bitches. I'm pretty much. I'm pretty much going to be bringing two suitcases this time around. One half full, the other one half full. <laughs> what? I thought they were both full last time. Well, last time they were both full, but this time around I'm going to be bringing like half them half full and coming back with them fully loaded with stuff. I'm not all of my minis next time. I've, my minis collection is boost, like gone so much, so much up that yeah. it's not worth it. No, it's not worth it. Just bringing, bringing like a little box of minis if you want to put with you. I'm going to bring like 200 points worth. And you're, gonna, you're, you're, you're actually going to buy some over there anyway, so... I usually buy them by you. And uh, the, uh, the, 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 the first thing that really struck me, and it's the first thing I did on Friday morning, is I actually called someone named Peter Hatkisson at Gen Con, and I said, congratulations. I'm really happy they stuck with you guys. 
And he's like, well, that's very nice. <laughs> and you know what? He was there at 7 o'clock in the morning because he likes to work early, so I think it's going to be a really good show next time around. And I'm really happy that they that Lucasfilm decided to keep Gen Con in the loop because now we're going to be working with people who have experience with that event. And even though we have a different venue, we still have a lot of experience in yes. the background. Just on the Canadian dollar? Canadian yeah. dollar is worth more than the U.S. dollar. Shut up. Yes. Go 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 trade your money now. Google Are you your, serious? Yes. That's one dollar equals ninety cents US. It's, it's so sad. Woohoo. <laughs> That's really bad. It's really, really, really bad. That's funny. There goes the war effort for you, George. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh I also want to mention the part that really, really scared me out of that announcement is that there's gonna be an 24-hour day open store from the opening of the show on Thursday until the close on Monday. And here's what's really scary about it. It's self-serve. It's self-served. And it's they said it's going to be well-stocked with merchandise. I'm scared that you're going to come in and you're going to see, like, exclusive figure arms on the ground. And, and trampled, trampled figures and shirts figures. and all the, that. The first people through are going to be those, like, professional eBayers with their frigging suitcases. And they're going to yeah. just dump it all in there, charge it at the door, and run off to sell it on eBay. That's it. I mean, they honestly... They have to still set up limits right on what people can take. Don't worry, yes. Seb and I are going to be there. We're going to take our baseball. <laughs> Put baseball bats. We got master replicas, man. Yeah. <laughs> Knock them down with the sabers. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be really, really nice. No, but seriously, the uh, the twenty four hour day store, genius. Genius. I don't like the self serve. I have know. my reserves about it. I've been impressed by Gen Con in the past. I'm guessing they're probably not gonna put everything out of self serve. But, you know, maybe a few things like T-shirts and stuff like that. Well, yeah, which course. isn't a bad, a bad idea, you know? If you go to your get your Star Wars City, then, you know, that, that could be cool. I think the figures should not be self-serve. Yeah, the figures should definitely have, not should be self-serve. They should just have a counter. People just and giving them out. Just giving them out. That's fine. That's Don't it. have them on the shelves, though. Have people giving them out. Yes. And you know what, people? I would really like to get your ideas on, you know, what should be... Uh, what should be happening to make C4 a better convention than Celebration 1, 2, and 3. Uh, I'm open to any idea you might have. Any at all. Okay? So, just like call us. Thug, send us an email. Go to our forums. I want to know all of your wild ideas. Because we want to make this show as best as we can. And we're going to relay that information to uh, to the proper channel people. And you know what? The store, 24 hours is good self-serve, not too sure, but you know what, I think there's one thing that should be done, and that's pre-orders. I want to walk in straight to the counter, pick up my big bucks, give them my $500, walk out of there in five minutes, Yeah. Me and too. make sure that everything's in my box. They should and have like I a checklist while you're waiting in line. Like you just, they have them at Wendy's. You just like, there's cash, there's somebody standing there, and yeah. you give you paper, and you knock off what you want, you give it to them, and then you go, you get it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. But the go-get thing, that's what they that's somewhat what they did last time around. No, no. What fucked them over last time is the temps. That's the what way fucked they, them. they had they had like four little like areas. Yeah. What the fuck? I I could have gone into one of the rows and been first. Yes. Had I known that this was the system. No, they were just like, "Oh no, if you go that line, 6 hours. 
If you go there, one minute wait. Yeah, that's it. What the fuck? It's, uh... It was very disappointing. but the people behind me, I should go before them. That most definitely. Well, that's the whole point of the line system. Exactly. But anyway, I... Not your crowd control bullshit. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. And you know what I think they're going to do for for in in terms of self-serve? They're going to have a store that's going to be in a small room. A, well, small room. We do realize it's going to be, like, bigger than my house. But it's going to be a small room, and they're only going to let, like, 100 people in at a time. The store? And yeah, I would. I'm pretty sure that's what they're that's what they're gonna do. Otherwise, it would be like, that's like trampled action hours. figures and all that. And that's like if they let in, that's 350 hours. I don't think there are that many con hours because if 100 people at a time, we're having 15, 330. I'm just saying, thousand people. That's 350 hours at 100 people an hour, and that's that's every. No, it's more than 100 people an hour. It's like. I'm saying, no, I'm saying that they're going to let other people in at the time. Yeah, but people are going to take about an hour. I don't think people are going to take one, one hour to go through. And they're going to be slow people, they're going to be fast people. So you have to yeah, well, that's it. So that's why every time someone gets out, well, someone else gets in. So I think it's going to be, you know, pretty good. They are trying to get the bottleneck uh, problem out, and uh, hopefully we're going to be doing to, we're so going to be able to, to fly as cold as Luke did in uh, Beggar's Cat. So everybody... Don't go to the store first. Let Sebastian and I go to the store first. Yes, that's right. If you want anything, you can let us know. You know, if it's one or two things, we can probably arrange something for you guys and buy it out. But what I suggest is getting stuff before. But anyway, we'll talk about that when we yeah. get closer. You know what sucks, Seb? What? There's going to be a Thursday that's only for fans, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you realize that the people that were just renewed their subscription during the... Uh, the membership drive that was... Yes. It's going to expire and they're going to have to pay for it again. They're going to have to renew again. So, Lucasfilm, bravo! Beautiful! Yes. Beautiful marketing. Brian saved his money. <laughs> Didn't buy any things. He was like, well, I'm just going to wait. Because I'll wait so that I'm sure I have fan club privileges for the C4. So yes. I know. Eh, no fucking around. So, I'm sorry if you renewed your subscription. It's too bad. Mine's on an automatic renewal program right now until I which somewhat doesn't really work that well oh yeah well mine didn't work at all and I missed a few insiders because that then I I'm still in red I gave them oh no like like on the forums and on the site you're going to be good but it's the insider you're not going to get I got a notification from then when you call them they're like oh yeah uh, oh yeah we realized that okay yeah we're going to charge you now (laughs) (laughs) oh well Hopefully it's all going to work out just fine. So, what else are we going to do before Star Wars Celebration 4? Grand Man's Theater. No, no, I mean, it's Grandman's Theater. I meant, like, what are we going to do before we actually go to Celebration 4? You know, before May next year. SFX? In the next years. Well, yes, of course, there's Carrie Fisher coming to Canada and Toronto at the uh, in September 1st, 3rd. And she's going to be there signing autograph, and that's going to be very nice. We have the concert. And we, of course, have a concert coming up in June. That's June 17th and 18th. Two nights. Star Wars prequels. I'm going to miss it. And there's Anakin Dark Deeds. And there's a lot of good teams, like Battle of the Heroes, that's going to be played. I don't want to... I don't want to make. I don't want to tease you guys too much. I'm. We're coming closer to the show, and I'm gonna let out some more information as we go on. But you know what? It's gonna be an awesome show. 
And of course, the Imperial Alliance is going to be there, so you're, you, you're going to be able to take pictures with clones, Star Vader, great characters from movies, you know. Really Bring sweet your family. costumes. Yeah. So, that's on June 17th and 18th. How come you're missing it? I'm going to be in Hamilton. Why? Yes. Congratulations, Mike. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be in Hamilton with uh, X Dark Lord slash Fan Force slash other like people. Yeah, friends. But are you going to be able to make it back for Star Wars on Direct? No. Damn. No. Because you know what, Brian? We're probably going to be doing the Star Wars on Direct lives from the concert hall. When? <sighs> on the Sunday. Really? Yes. Okay. Do I get a free ticket? No, you have to pay your ten bucks to get in. Well, I have to celebrate. I have to save up for C four. Well, of course, you're getting in free. You got oh. press privileges. Ah, sweet. And maybe, just maybe. Do I have to wear a tie? We'll get some press privileges somewhere else. <gasps> but you know to what? The washroom. Yes. <laughs> yes, we're going to have our own stall with the live webcam. <laughs> oh my god! I love being on TV. <laughs> I don't want to go there. So, of course, we have the concert in June. We have T-Trek in, uh, in the summer that has almost no Star Wars things except just us having fun as a Star Wars group over there in Toronto. Then there's SFX in September. And in November, there's the wonderful Galactic Cruises. The first Star Wars Galactic Cruise that's being organized with uh, all the following guests. Matt Sloan, Dave Barkley, Jeremy Bullock, Matthew Wood and Kichan, and they're all going to be there for the cruise, a seven-night Mexican Riviera cruise from November 5th to the 12th, 2006. Now, yes, it's a little pricey, and yes, of course, there's Star Wars Celebration for next year, but you know what? If you can't afford it, most definitely do go for it, because it's going to be a sweet, sweet, sweet cruise. I so hope I'm going to win the lottery. <laughs> you and me both. All right. So uh, this pretty much concludes our wonderful community update. Beast, stop mimicking. Blah 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 blah. It's good. All right. Well, we're gonna go to a short sponsor break, and then we're gonna be back on Star Wars on Direct with our main subject. Costuming, why do we do it then all of that? Now we get to plan all sorts of costumes for C4. That's right. So just so you guys know, when we're going to be coming back for, from the break, I'm going to put in an interview that our friend Wookie Mart made at Adastra, the show that was never aired. And uh, we're going to be listening to Pam, who's a professional customer, and she was a gopher there, and she was involved with the masquerade. So you'll listen to her. Very good tips and tricks. Talk to you later on Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. For years, sci-fi fans have toiled at making fan films, podcasts, and goofy flash animations to obscure techno music. They work hard. Give them their props. Watch, listen, and talk back. <clears throat> at planetfandom.com We've been on 
on the run, driving in the sun, looking up for number one. California, here we come, right back where we started from. Well, hustles, grab your guns, your shadow weighs a ton, driving down the 101. California, here we come, right back where we started from. future a world ruled by corruption lawlessness and fear the perfect place for mercenaries to do what mercenaries do but for one mercenary that's about to change on February 15th Star Knight Interactive presents a podcast unlike any you've ever heard. J. Marcus Xavier's Silent Universe. They said the future would be paradise. They were wrong. Some material may not be suitable for younger listeners. SilentUniverse.com
Galactic Hunter, the place where you can find the latest Star Wars collectible news from all around the world. From the Hasbro and Kenner lines of action figures, to comics, games, prop collectibles, and events. Everything is covered and reviewed. Join our fan community in the Bounty Hunter Collective forums and find all your bounties at www.galactichunter.com. Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target. This is okay. All right. So, uh, well, welcome back, people, to uh, this uh, special interview we're doing at Ad Astra 2006 in Toronto, Ontario. And um, I'm here with Pan, mm -hmm. who is, uh, what's your basic function at the convention? I'm a gopher. A I gopher. help out. I'm here helping out the masquerade director, make okay. everything, make sure everything runs smoothly and soundly okay. at, this, at tonight's masquerade. All right. And uh, we're going to be talking with Pan here about a bit about costuming and uh, the general ideas behind it at conventions. Now, um, can you give us an idea of when costuming started at uh, conventions? I think as soon as there, ha as long as there has been conventions, there has been costuming in some sort. Okay. Uh, I can tell you about my own personal experience. Uh, I, my first convention was Anime North, I believe, 1998. Okay. And the first time I arrived there, I was shocked to see all these people in costume. And I, I remember feeling almost naked. <laughs> going, oh my gosh, you're allowed to dress like this and it's not Halloween. Yeah. So I made sure the next year I went, I, I had a costume. Oh, and that, really? was, that was the first year I really, I really caught. Uh, it truly cosplayed. is a hook, though, to see all these people oh, definitely. up. And oh, definitely. You, you feel like you want to get part it, of the action. It looks like so much fun. And, it, you know, some of these costumes are beautiful as well. And it gives you something to work yeah. towards, something to look up very to. Very much, very yeah. much. Um, and, uh, well, now it seems that no convention goes without its own sort of masquerade. So what's a masquerade, basically, at a convention? A masquerade is almost like a skit contest. It's a way to show off your costumes. It's a combination of, let's say, fashion show and skit contest. Okay. So there are usually two different types of entries. One is a skit-based entry, and the other one is a walk-on. Okay. And in a walk-on, you basically walk on stage, and you pose a little bit, and you let the judges take a look at your costume. All right. Skit-based entries are usually with a group of people, and you just put on a little skit uh, that may or may not be in character to the characters that you're portraying shows mm -hmm. up your costume a bit and gives the audience some sort of entertainment it's okay. a lot of fun great um and i guess that requires a lot of organization at the masquerades from on your part from the gophers and oh other yes. uh, con uh convention volunteers yes if it wasn't for the volunteers these things wouldn't run they're completely volunteer driven really yes uh there are actually just a few handful of people that sort of are the glue that holds everything together and mm -hmm. without them we wouldn't yes. have it at all. Volunteer work is the... They do all the groundwork, basically. Yes, and, and they're the ones that actually make it run. They're the ones that actually get up and do something. Okay. So, volunteer at your local convention. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the, the, um, is it any convention volunteer that works at the masquerade? Or are, are there a specific type uh, of volunteers? There are a specific type of volunteer. They're usually scouted separately as okay. well. Uh, convention volunteers, you might have security volunteers. Yes. Okay. Or, you know, they might man booths or man this area. Mm -hmm. But uh, masquerading, people that help with the masquerade mm -hmm. are brought in separately. They're usually, besides your um, 
like masquerade director, you'll also have people that are known as ninjas. All right. Quote unquote ninjas, and they usually dress all in black because they'll be working on stage and don't want to be seen. But they'll come and you know take props out, help organize people. Mm-hmm. They'll do a lot of the behind the scenes stage stuff and things yes. like that. You also have people that come in to do lighting. Mm-hmm. You'll have MCs come in. You'll have all sorts of people yes. working on it. Well, it's a group effort. From past experience, myself during a masquerade, mm-hmm. I. The, my first experience was very unnerving and I was extremely nervous because yeah. I didn't really know what I was getting into mm-hmm. and it helped a lot to have those ninjas be like uh, there's different mm-hmm. class of ninjas like you have the den mothers yes. and, and all those different types and they made sure that we were cared for and pampered and like not stressed in any yeah. way shape or form or at it's least their to the job, best of the extent yeah. it's their job to stress out for you so right. all you have to do is worry about going out there and giving it your all you don't have to worry about you know, little things like bringing props back and forth or anything, the mm-hmm. ninjas will take care of all of that for you. Yes. So if you're a performer, they're a lifesaver. Oh, well, of course. Um, all right. So um, anything that should or shouldn't be done when you're costuming, like well, what what's like the biggest rule you shouldn't infringe when you're making a costume at a convention? Um, make sure it doesn't involve fire. <laughs> <laughs> I know this sounds funny, but... Seriously, do not set, don't have like live candles or something Uh, on your costume. uh, 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 It's uh, a uh, very bad idea. (laughs) Um, But basically be practical about it. If, you know, if you know the convention hallways are only so big, do not make a costume that cannot fit through a door or cannot fit in an elevator. Mm -hmm. Um, You can bring something like that to the masquerade, but make sure that it's in you know pieces or something so that you can take it apart so you can get through a door to get to the masquerade. but in terms of what you should and shouldn't do at a masquerade, there are two basic basic rules. Uh, just try not to be excessively violent. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna, if you you know have a black belt and your friend does too, and your stunt doubles in your spare time, and you can choreograph a really really safe, cool fight scene, if we have confidence that you're not gonna get hurt and you're not gonna hurt anybody else and you're not just goofing around, then fine, go with it. Uh, and they have to prove themselves it. Yeah. though. Check with. Check with the masquerade director, yes. of course, but then go with it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. if you're just two kids with like fake swords and you're going to do something, mm-hmm. don't. Just just mm-hmm. save yourself the time. Or you're just going to play fight on stage. It's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. It's not visually interesting. No. It's just kind of bland. Um, hey. Um, but so speaking of swords, yes. uh, you're talking in weapons. weapons. What about policy. weapons? Yeah. In a lot of states, you have to be careful of state or government law because, especially if you're in a convention in the United States, there's something called silhouette laws. Uh-oh. So anything that looks remotely like a weapon, the oh. police can fire at you. Oh. Um, <laughs> so it's a bad idea. Uh, most conventions in Canada ban fire any firearm replica from yeah. like before the 1812. Well, I think they have to be all in like really flashy plastic now. Yeah. Oh, they have to, not even that. Um, really. They'll just ban any type of firearm replica. Wow. Because uh, Toronto, uh, Canada, Ontario, to be precise, has a lot of very strict rules. For example, in high school, if your mother packs like a little white plastic knife in your lunch, you can get suspended or expelled. Wow. So uh, you have to be very careful. Make sure you know the rules before okay. you come. But mm-hmm. that's actually a great point. Be careful of any weapons or props mm-hmm. that you have. Make sure that they're yes. not dangerous and that they cannot be viewed as an actual yeah. firearm. There's a term going around, the peace bonding. Peace bonding is, uh, there's different ways of doing that. Usually a way, for example, if you have a sword, mm-hmm. your uh, sword and sheath are sort of bonded together so you can't take it out and start a, like start a type of fight. Like the whole issue. 
Yes. The, 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 there's been that, uh, especially in Quebec, there's been that issue in, uh, lately about the whole Kirpan uh, blade being allowed in school or not. And is that a religious? It's a religious icon, but yeah. it was a, the whole issue was, is it a knife? Is not a knife? Yeah, but that's, with a, the that's whole a little security, different. Yes. That's a very different because it's a religious item. Um, most weapons at a convention are not considered a religious well, icon. Hopefully not. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Fandom has no limits. Yeah, apparently. I know. Well, if you worship Captain Picard, we're in trouble. But generally, yes. um, if you have a real katana at home, mm -hmm. don't bring it to a convention. Don't no. swing it around at a convention. No. It's generally a bad idea. Yeah, okay. Uh, but... If you're oh. gonna have, if for example, if you're if you're, you know, dressing up as a wizard or something, and have a really interesting staff, you should be fine with that. Yeah, Just okay. don't, you know, swing it around. No, 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 no. Okay. Pretend the lamp is a pinata or something right. like that. Any uh, suggestions as to what people should, uh, uh, or um, any like, as um, you would like to see at conventions that you're not seeing? Uh, I'd like to see more people involved. I'd actually uh, yes. like to see okay. it. Uh, a lot of people are scared of costuming because they think, you know, it's too hard. I don't know how to sew. But you know what? Anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. uh, I have the artistic talent. I can draw stick figures if I'm lucky, and they're usually <laughs> pretty bland. I don't, I'm not a very artistic person. But once you get the hang of it, mm -hmm. it's, it's not that hard. Okay. And I, I think a lot of people have this preconception that it is incredibly difficult and, you know, mind-numbingly, mind you know, you're never going to be able to do it. But mm -hmm. I think that more people need to understand that you know what if you think you can do it you probably can all you have to do is try okay um the um uh well any uh well, anic what okay yeah. how about some things you shouldn't do shouldn't shouldn't do if you're going to put on a masquerade sketch uh, okay, okay okay um keep your skits as short and sweet as possible and try and try and keep them in a context that everyone can understand okay if you're going to go up and you know go up there and you present a private joke that only you and your friends mm. know, it's not, you're not going to, the audience is going to have no idea what we're talking about. The judges are going to have no idea what we're talking about. It's not really cool. Try and appeal okay. to as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. If I'm dressed up as a character from Star Trek, I don't necessarily have to say something in Star Trek. It can be anything. Um, so be feel free to do whatever you want and try and make it try accessible. And, yeah, accessible to as many people as you possibly can. Um, don't talk on stage. Okay. If you're in a huge auditorium, the people in the front row might hear you. The rest of the people won't. Okay. Uh, in the history of all conventions in Canada in the last 30 years, I think there's been one skit that someone actually spoke that did well. Wow. The rest of them have all failed. Ooh. So if you can, pre-record your audio. Okay. Plan your... That's another good one. Plan your skits in advance. Okay. Make sure they're well rehearsed. Mm -hmm. Practice them and just pre-record any audio, okay. even music, everything yeah. like that. Okay, and just okay. hand the masquerade table. Registration a, table. Yeah, the, re yeah, the masquerade <laughs> registration table, a CD. All right. CD is the best format. Yeah, CD is definitely the best but format. Some of them will accept audio, audio CD tapes. or MP3 or stuff like uh, that? Audio CD. Audio like something CD. they can just play in a regular CD player. Okay. And they'll they let them know, you know, you want track seven. Mm -hmm. Try okay. and make it track one if you can. And um, <laughs> and they'll cue it up for you and they'll play it. And, okay. You know, and that'll be your, your background music. Oh, Even if, So if you're going to have a dialogue, it's recorded. Everybody can hear it. Yes. All goes well. It's all lip sync. Yep. Um, any crazy anecdotes? You were talking about the 30 years. In 30 years, there's only one spokeable <laughs> stint that worked. Any crazy anecdotes? I'm sure there's some. Oh. <laughs> you know what? The things you least expect to work sometimes work. Uh, dance <laughs> numbers work. 
every I don't know. I have some interesting stories about costumes more than I do about masquerades. Then uh, by all means. Sometimes it's fun to go up to a cosplayer or a costumer and ask them, like, how'd you make that? And sometimes you'll get, you know, the statue. Well, I got a pattern at Fabricland, and I traced it out, and I sewed it, and put it together. And other times you'll get, you'll start realizing what they've made it out of. Like, there's a girl at this convention right now who has this jewel on her chest, and I asked her what's it made out of. And it's actually one of those, you know, lights that you push to turn on. Oh, the easy button. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, that's exactly what it is. But she's painted it with like a car car model paint. Oh. And so it looks like this beautiful oh, glowing wow. jewel. Great. Or, you know, uh, my outfit I'm currently wearing has, like, key rings held together by duct tape. <laughs> right? Oh, it works so, perfectly. Yeah, so you'll have, uh, you know, we don't have metal or huge woodworking workshops or anything like that. A no. lot of time we're just using what supplies we have. On so the kitchen act, table. You yeah, know. exactly. So you, if you ask people what they're making, you know, their armor out of, you get some really interesting answers. Yes. And I think it's a great idea if you if you want a costume. If mm-hmm. you see somebody who has something, you know, oh, I might need to make that type of armor you know, in a year or mm-hmm. something, ask them how they did it. Yes. And it'll give you tons of ideas of how mm-hmm. you, you can put these things together. Yes. And well, that, last year I remember... At SFX, there was this guy who showed up dressed up as the Thing, mm. uh, the big orange guy in the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. He had a costume made out of r- real rock. He bought a hundred ten, a bag of one hundred and ten pounds of rock, and basically <laughs> glued it onto a canvas and wore it to the mm-hmm. show. And people were like, "Wow, he looks great!" And he was l- lumbering along, and yeah. he's totally in character. Nobody realized it was There's real that. rocks. I didn't even realize <laughs> that. Wow, <laughs> I would have used like plastic or paper mache or something. Yeah, no, he felt like he yeah, needed to, to make do a it point. For real, <laughs> that's impressive. But yeah, yeah it, it's it's really it's a really fun thing to do because you'll realize, you know, well, how those ears you're standing up and they have like twist ties or something, <laughs> you know, in there. So uh, if you're interested in it. Just mm-hmm. ask. Yes. Seriously. Okay. It, it, well, awesome. well, I guess that's the best way to find out stuff. Find yeah. out about stuff is to ask a question. Yeah. Um, any, any uh, ideas where an, uh, a starting costumer, like, let's say, let's say I, I like a movie or a comic book or anything. Mm-hmm. What? How would I go about addressing the? the let's say I really, really want to make. Um, a character out of a comic book, mm-hmm. but uh, like, is there are there resources that I can go to to like get hints and stuff? Yes, and actually, you're gonna find it in the anime and manga co- costuming community. Oh, really? Is gonna be one of your strongest sources okay. for information. There's a website online called cosplay.com. Okay. C o s p l a y. Okay. Dot com, and it's a community of thousands and thousands of costumers, and has one of the most active message boards you can imagine. And, for example, if I want to dress up as Batman, Mm -hmm. and I want to know how I'm going to go about making this, you know, and I I choose the version of Batman I want. I get reference images of the version of Batman I want. Now, what do I want to make it out of can even be a question. You can start asking questions there. Okay. Or you can even surf the board and find people who have tried to do similar things and see see what they've done. Or... uh, the site also holds thousands, probably close to millions at this point, of photos. <laughs> wow. So you can, you know, search Batman, bring up other people, and you can actually message them on the site, get an account, message them on the site, ask them, you know, what do you do? Do you have any advice? And yes. most of the time you'll actually get a response. When you, you mentioned getting an account, this is a paying uh, service? No, or? it's completely free. Oh, and there wow. Are other, there are a lot of w- other websites like that, like mm-hmm. uh, Cosplay Lab. They 
they gear to more towards the anime and manga mm-hmm. costuming community, otherwise yeah. known as the cosplay community, but yeah. they're cosplay. very friendly. Define that term, cosplay. Right. Cosplay comes from the terms costume and play. Uh, it's the idea of dressing up and acting. Mm, okay. Acting as a certain character. It's usually referred to uh, um, in the anime and manga fandoms. Anime is the Japanese term for animation. Manga yes. refers to Japanese comic books. Yes, okay. They're usually considered one in the same. But they're uh, kind yeah. of distinct. Yes, they are. <laughs> um, cosplay has now come to mean costuming in general okay. in the anime and manga fandoms. Whereas masquerading has taken on the meaning of that cosplay once held. So masquerading is the more, you know, acting like your character. Yes. Or you go to a masquerade and you perform a skit or you perform on okay. stage. Where cosplay just means costuming in general. Okay. So, cool. Yeah. But um, it, uh, just some advice. If you're going to make, for example, a Batman costume, you might not want to make Batman your first costume. It's kind of difficult. Yes. Stick with something simple, well, okay. as simple as you can. Mm-hmm. Um that you like and basically first thing you want to do is get as many reference images as you possibly can collect them every angle from the back from the front detail on the shoes look like everything and then take a piece of paper and write down what the parts of the costume are this is the shirt I need to make a shirt and it's got to look like this so I need it so I have to have shirt and then you might have a heading under that says like logo on shirt okay okay shoots boots hat etc and then a little bit of preparation before actually so now you have this list of everything you have to do even wig can be on there and then wig wig styling make those separate categories okay and then just start brainstorming how you're going to do each step like maybe I can buy this part and just alter it but I might I have to make this part from scratch then you can start thinking, how am I going to make this from scratch? Right. Okay. So by thinking through the process ahead of time, you're going to save yourself a lot of trouble okay. in the end. Great. Yeah. Thanks. No um, you're you're talking about uh, uh, anime and manga, pretty much mm-hmm. dominating the the scene right now yes, of the, it does. Uh, the costuming community. Um, any idea how, where costuming and cosplaying is going in the next few years? I see it increasing, actually. Um, I only started cosplaying about seven, eight years ago, mm-hmm. and when I started, there was already an extensive community, but it wasn't anything like there it, it is today. Okay. Today, you go online and you can find everything you're looking for. It's a lot easier to get involved. There are a lot more people out there that are more accessible to you. To help you get involved, you have a lot more options open to you. Okay. Um, so I, a lot of young people are mm-hmm. going online, are going to these conventions, going, yes. doing the exact same thing I did when I was uh-huh. young, going, wow, I'd love to do that. Yes. Going out and making their own costumes, dressing up and coming to the conventions. Yes. And they're starting at younger and younger. You mean, I met 11-year-olds that have made their first costume, and I'm sitting <laughs> there and I'm looking at them, and they're like 80 times better than my first costume. <laughs> and I made my first costume, yeah, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> oh, man. You know? Um, and the more I'm in this fandom, the, m- the older I'm becoming as well of course you know, i'm only 21 but well you, you know. know you know <laughs> a lot of a lot of people that are cosplaying or getting into yes. it right now are uh-huh. uh, closer to about somewhere between 16 yeah. and 18 I'd and say. i guess the younger the younger uh, costumers m- focus probably more on anime and uh, manga well, they'll probably get material. into it through anime and manga and okay. they'll probably have you know anime and manga costumes are also a lot of fun yeah you're these bright you, uh, not all the time, but a lot yes. of time you have these bright, colorful, yes, very beautiful, detailed costumes or undetailed costumes. And anime and manga is not a genre; it encompasses all sorts of genres. Yeah. So you can find anything mm-hmm. within it, yep. um, and they're fun to do. 
And you know what? If you watch, you might watch an anime on TV. Go, hey, I'd love to dress up as that. Realize you can dress up as that. Next thing you know, you're doing it. And mm -hmm. It doubles as an awesome Halloween costume. Trust me on this one. <laughs> Admittedly, yes. Um, the um, uh, I guess we're seeing a lot of the same. Like some costumes are more popular than others. Mm -hmm. um, any uh, any thoughts on that? More the more popular costumes come from the more popular series yes, that are of reaching more people. Oh, I um, guess. Yes. I'll so a lot of, uh, ironically, for example, one of the series that's getting a lot of attention, a lot of attention is Bleach. Okay. It's an anime series. It was just licensed like a few few weeks ago. Okay. Up until now, the only way to get it or watch it is illegally off the internet. Ah. Um, and this shows you the power of the internet. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to air like next year, this fall wow. on uh, Cartoon Network. And there's already people... Costuming. Oh yes, oh yes. Like one one series, you'll see lots of cosplayers of yeah. is Naruto, which is a story of a ninja. Okay. There's hundreds, tons of characters in that, all really interesting. All of them been done a hundred times. You'll probably uh -huh. see, you know, even the main character about eight times at a convention. <laughs> but the show's popular. The show's uh -huh. good. Yes. The show has lots of characters to choose mm -hmm. from, so you'll see lots yeah. of things from yeah. it. And it's also on TV. Yeah. Okay. Shows that get mm -hmm. uh, shows that air on TV will get more cosplayers. Of course. Okay. So. Um, Trying to get uh, um, as far as Star Wars costumes go, because mm -hmm. uh, obviously we're going to try and touch on that a little bit. <laughs> the um, uh, we're seeing a lot. Well, there's obviously the um, easy to make costumes out of the Star Wars movies, which mm -hmm. are usually the Leia outfits because they're simple and fabric and stuff. But there's well, some of the Leia. Yeah, outfits. some of the Leia <laughs> outfits. Some of those. I look at the embroidery on them and they start salivating. Yes. But but there's also like uh, the more expensive costumes, yes. like the stormtrooper armors and Boba Fett's and stuff yeah. like that. Those require quite a bit more work, and they they pretty much go in the category of Batman that yes. you were talking about earlier. Any hints, like in the Star Wars genre, any hints at a starting costume that somebody might want to approach, or you know what, like maybe a background character or something? Yeah, maybe you want to choose. You know, go through the movies mm -hmm. if you see maybe. What's the name of that bar that they go to? Uh, the Cantina. Yeah, when they go to Cantina, there's, there's, a yeah, there's a tons of characters in the background, yes. and they're all really interesting. Yes. So why didn't you choose one and give that character attention? Yeah. I guess being original. Yeah, being original. Help. Okay, if you're going to have 3,000 stormtroopers, you know, maybe eight Darth Vaders, yeah. tons of Princess Leias, yeah. you know, that character with funky, mm -hmm. funky outfit, yeah. dressed completely painted blue you know <laughs> they're going to get a lot more attention yeah, course, and they're yes. going to stand out a little bit more as well out of experience i totally agree with that because mm -hmm. i remember two years ago going to sfx with the wolverine costume yeah. in a mostly J uh, japanime and co uh, manga dominated environment and the crowd reaction to my costume was totally yeah. like i was not prepared for that <laughs> so it was quite kind of overwhelming mm -hmm. but i realized right off the bat if you're being original it's going to pay off. It's, it does If you want to participate in the competition, standing out will help. Yeah, well, for example, Stormtrooper armor you can now buy online. So anybody can be a Stormtrooper. Yes. You know, it's very, okay. it's getting harder and harder to be original with a costume yes. that can be mass produced like yes. that. But if you want to, you know, even some of the Princess Leia costumes are underdone. Yes. Or are, and are incredibly detailed and interesting. You mm -hmm. know, two people might do Princess Leia, but if the one person does the embroidery, if one person puts that extra je ne sais quoi into it, mm -hmm. it'll make a big difference. You know, one might actually do the shoes right, or one might spend extra time on their hair. You know, yes. taking time, you know, putting in those extra details, they do make a difference in the end. Okay. So don't be afraid to, you know, oh. put in that extra hard work. Cool. Well, 
I thank you very much for your time. Mm-hmm. It was uh, great information on your part. Thank you very much. And uh, any parting comments? Anybody can cause you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be afraid. If you want to do it, just try. You have absolutely nothing to lose. <laughs> so, you know what? If you had talked to me when I was 10 and said, you know, you'd know how to sew, you'd know it, you'd, you'd, you know, you learn from experience. Okay. So yeah, I guess every costume brings you that much closer yes, to knowing what, how to do things. And Every time I make a costume, after I finish, I start thinking about it and go, wow, I can think of eight or nine ways I could have made that that was easier and would have looked better. And through doing that, you actually... So it's a learning experience. Exactly. As well as fun and exactly. a pastime. Yep. Well, that's great. Thank you. Uh, thank you. And thank you, Martin, for uh, giving us such a great interview with a costume back at Ad Astra. Uh, which was a great convention, and it, there were a lot of costumes, and I was not once, not twice, but three times in the masquerade. You were? Yes, I was. How come you had three costumes? Well, derivated all from one, yes. <laughs> of course, I was the truck driver for our friend uh, Trevor. Uh-huh. I was driving a Balls truck, and he was McFly, who was hanging on the truck. And uh, the truck might make an appearance at the next concept. Sweet. And uh, there, there was also the, um, the 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 doctor, because there was this um, Klingon ambassador who had been operated and lost her ridges. She was going after the doctor, and I pretty much dressed up as a doctor very very quickly, mm-hmm. and I just ran across the stage with the, not the Benny Hill song, but that's what we wanted to go to for, but we didn't have it. And uh, then, of course, I was my SGCC, Stargate Command Cleaning Crew. So, to the janitor. Yeah. Yes, but it was a very funny costume. And yeah, people liked it. It was really, it was amusing. A lot of people liked it. So, you know what? It's not all about, man. I'm really glad I did it. That is what it's all about. That's what it's all about. It's all about having pleasing fun. the crowd and having fun. Actually, having fun first, and if you're pleasing the crowd, then it's just more fun. So, why do people go into costuming? That's a hard question. Now, Brian, you're probably not the best guy to answer that question, because you don't really... You don't have 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 a costume. You have one costume. Yeah. Hunter S. Thompson. Now, why why do you dress up as Hunter S. Thompson? Because cons are pretty fucked up. Okay. They're pretty strange. And I think that it's one of the places that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him. Okay. Well, next time around, Brian, I I want you to bring, like, a friend. And I want you to... I want your friend to actually hold bats above your head. And you chasing those bats away. Yes. Because that... That? Yeah, that'd be great. You don't see them. Yeah, I know. But that'd be... That'd be great. Those fucking bastards. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Fly swatter. You know, I yet have to actually watch that movie. Oh, it's so good. Fear and Loading in Las Vegas without so falling good. asleep on it. Oh, how could you fall asleep during that movie? Because I've always been exhausted when I when I watched it, so. Jeez. Jeez, jeez. I gotta find the criterion of it then. I have it. Go you back. owe me. You have one of my criterions. I do. Bastard. Yeah. It's upstairs and it's in very good condition. Did you watch it yet? I haven't had time to watch You're it. You're a yet. bastard. And uh, Audrey. Yes. Now you've been involved in the Star Wars community for a few years now. 
very involved for a little over a year now, yeah. and uh, you've you've you started costuming. Why? Um. Well, I first wanted to have costumes when I was going to Celebration Three. Okay. Because. I knew that there were a lot of people that would be in costuming and I didn't want to feel sort of naked and left out. It was just to sort of be more the part, you know, just sort of capture more of the emotion, more of the atmosphere, and be really immersed in Star Wars at the time. Like, it, my costumes are all Star Wars based, so, and uh, it just was really to feel as close to it as possible. And I don't know. Sometimes when you dress up as the character or whatever, you feel more a part of the role or part of, you know, a part of everything. So it was just sort of for fun. It was just sort of for fun. Yeah. Now you had to do a lot of research on your costumes, or was it um, just basic? Well, the Jedi costume is a really basic costume, you know. Like yeah. It was sort <coughs> of like the everybody has a default Jedi costume at some point. Um. Uh, the Padme I think that's, dress. I think that's actually the first costume most people make. It's the the Jedi costume, yeah. ironically enough. Um, the Padme dress that I had for um, C three was uh, the Return to Lars Homestead dress. So it was the it was a, one of the blue dresses. She seems to have a lot of stuff in blue, but um, it was uh, the one that sort of dips down over the hips and then has the crisscross top with the big veil cape whatever you want to call it that goes down yeah. knee length on the back and um i really liked the way the dress looked in the movie uh, i probably chose poorly on the type of material to use to make the dress that i made was it made um, out of silk no it was sort of a it wasn't a silk or a satin i can't really remember what it was called it was sort of some sort of fancy name but okay. it, it gave the same sort of you know, shimmery look, but in the end, I should have chosen something that was a little more stretchy. And so, anyways, um, I don't know how to put the the sort of pattern on the back, the ink dyed mm. pattern on the material, so that it will stay if I do decide to wash it, which I already have done. <laughs> um, had to be washed after Celebration Three, after standing in the rain, because uh, the bottom of the dress touched the pavement, even though I was covered with umbrellas and whatever. And so the material just absorbed the f water from the ground, and so I had this wonderful brown watermark all around mm, the dress. Good stuff. Lovely. This is not cool. No, it wasn't. I was not too happy with that. Um, the cloak is a multi-use cloak. I used it for that dress, and I use it now for um, my Barasofi costume as well, because it sort of fits. It's the perfect material, actually, for the Barasofi costume. Good. I'm not happy with the dress I have for Barasofi, so I'm going to redo the dress before Celebration 4. Um, makeup is easy enough to do, and the cloak, well, just does the whole thing, so. Yeah. And now I'm looking at doing another couple of Padme's dresses. One I was really excited about because this week I found out using the Padawan's Guide um, on uh, StarWarsChicks.com. They have a link for um, making prequel costumes. Mm -hmm. um, and they uh, said that they McCall's had put out some costume patterns, and so there's one for one of Padme's... Uh, nightgowns that you see in Revenge of the Sith and so I've gone out and I've gotten the pattern and so now I've just got to go and get the material and start deciding how I'm going to approach this. Yeah. And of course people can actually see that pattern on the webcam right now. So just showing it off to the people. Okay. <laughs> so uh, 
I have to decide if I want to go with the pregnant Padme look, you know, be really authentic to the dress, or if I want to just make it sort of A-line and have it so it's a multi-use dress so I can wear it other places as opposed to just as a costume. So It's all up in the air right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just can't wait to see that, uh, that costume uh, become a reality. Oh. It looks good on the model, so hopefully it'll look half decent on me. It will look we'll good see. on you. <laughs> you just need to put your hair up as well. Yeah. All that. Well, see, that's the other debate. The last time with the Celebration 3, I didn't go as far as, like, dyeing my hair or else, you know, like, getting wigs or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and this time around, well, I'm not really keen on the idea of dyeing my hair because I have dyed it dark before, and it really, like, I have a pale complexion to start with, and if I dye my hair dark, then I look dead. <laughs> I have no color in my cool. face, and I've tried makeup and stuff, and it just doesn't do enough for me. So you could make so a really good vampire. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking about investing in sort of a wig, so if I can get a really good quality one that looks real as opposed to, you know, really sort of tacky, um, then I might go that way and do that. Otherwise, my hair is long enough to, like, do, like, the Padme hairstyles, so yep. that's not an issue. <clears throat> well, we've been over the uh, Jedi costumes, we've been over the Stormtrooper costumes, uh, most people know about the Jedi Assembly, the Rebel Legion, mm -hmm. the 501st, yeah. I think it's all good and clear, uh, we highly encourage everyone to actually go check out their local uh, community, you know, members of these groups, because they're always having fun, and uh, me, on my part, I'm I'm doing costuming just because, well... I want to have fun dressing up as a Star Wars character, and if I can, you know, dress up as a Republic Commando, then that's just better for me. <laughs> and I'm really happy about it. Um, in terms of, of the reason for which I, I, I'm costuming, well, I guess as soon as I put the helmet on, as soon as I get my bucket on my head, I'm a lot more outgoing. Ain't I, Brian? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's somewhat, you know, it gives you this power when you're this character and not yourself anymore to go out and have some more fun and do things that you might not do. And I'm not saying anything illegal or improper here. I'm just saying that, you know, you're, you might be, you might be finding yourself having a lot more fun a lot more easily. So, yeah. Would, would you, would you agree that uh, when you put on a costume you feel... More in you, you just feel different. It gives you a different sort of confidence that you don't have, you know, if you're just in street clothes and everybody else is dressed up or, well, you know, yeah. at, even if only half the people are dressed up, like, it just adds a different element to it and just gives you a different sort of sensation while you're there. Mm. You know, when you're in street clothes, it's just sort of like mundane every day and, you know, like, oh, let's look at what's on this table and what's on that table and whatever. But when you're actually, like in the costume you can be in character and it just it's totally different I, I don't know how to explain it but there's a very different feeling about it you just like basically get your mind of your own about that Yeah, you are in Star Wars you are on one of the planets you are you know like and you're interacting with interacting all the with the other characters. That's it. You know, and as Pam was mentioning in the interview yeah. you know you can do the cantina and you can do the cantina characters yeah. and when you're doing one of the cantina char characters and you find some other cantina characters and it's just like the better because you can actually interact with those characters and it's really really fun and it always brings to the convention 
because it it helps you know them having a more happy feeling a more sci-fi feeling to them so that's always good and nice that's always something that you have to, to to keep in mind now what would we say to the people who want to start off in costuming well I would start by saying you know what you don't have to go difficult uh, Audrey here uh, brought us a, uh, a pattern of a dress if you're a girl you know or even if you're a boy and you want a Jedi costume there are some patterns for the Jedi costumes out there are they really good and really accurate maybe not but you know what you have to start off from some point and the first costume shouldn't be the best perfect one ever because you're going to spend three years on it and you're never going to wear it and when's gonna, when the time's going to come to wear it it's just not going to have the same effect anymore so what you want to do is actually find a costume that suits you that makes you happy that you can actually act as the character of that particular costume you're going to be making and just make it happen as soon as possible for instance I could very easily dress up as Malakili the uh, Rancor Keeper wouldn't you say Brian? Too, too close to reality. That one. <laughs> it would look good. Too close. No, no, no. Well, no, good, good no. in a character sense, not good in a. <laughs> in a, we want to look at Seb half yeah. naked, kind of way. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, Brian. No, I won't. Maybe kind of. <laughs> I want to laugh, and someone's gonna get me a small rancor baby plush one. that I can just walk around with, going like, Aah. that would be funny. You can carry around a mini rancor, a yeah. mini's rancor. That that's also true. I'll or just the Hasbro. Um, I'll hold him by the hand, you know, or something like that. <laughs> Put him on a leash. <laughs> the Hasbro toy, yeah, that's right. Um. But that's the thing, it's when you start the first time you're going to be doing a costume, don't try and be the best, just have fun doing it. That's the most important part of it. Now, you can go into a lot of research and doing a lot of things like that, but you can also just do it for, for to have fun. For instance, the first Imperial costume I ever did was Garindan, which is the snitch from Star Wars A New Hope. And I was basically, I basically did the mask in... 15 minutes out of paper mache and brown gouache which was really really bad and it still to this day amazes me how I actually dressed up and some people recognized the character I think you did a good job because the first one was really crappy but the second one you know I took more time I sculpted the mask a lot better it looks a lot better it looks awesome actually but still to this day I'm still not satisfied and I'm probably going to be working on a third version of it so just you know, so he it's, keeps at it. It's it's actually much better and much better looking. And of course, I'm I'm currently working. I I'm very lucky to have friends who have experience with making armors, and I'm able to you know get some parts from them to build my Republic Commando armor, and they're willing to help me build one because once it's done, it's it's always amazing to get yourself with another armor in the in the closet. And my my Republic Commando armor is somewhat getting a turn for the better, and I've got a crouch piece now, so that's really crotch. Nice. Yeah, and a crouch, crotch, crotch. I got a cock piece now. 
Is that better? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have panties for my armor. Ew. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought you were going to go commando. That's, that's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm going to walk around, it's going to be butt naked, so when you're going to see me from the back, you're going to see my, 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 my nice buns. Wonderful. Not so much. <laughs> I w- I wouldn't do that. You yeah, guys know you me have to wear the black that. jumpsuit under it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which is something I have to acquire. Mm. But it's spandex. Spandex yeah. is a gift. Easy way to go. Go to a ballet shop and just get a bodysuit. Yeah. Does it? Also, the uh, diving kits could also be good. They're expensive, but they're very expensive. Yes. So, Brian, would you ever actually? Going more deeper into costuming, probably. I don't have a lot of the time or the money right now. Do you think it's actually a mu- uh, factor of money? Yeah, but you also have to want to do it. I don't want to do it that badly. Okay. But if you were to do yourself a costume, what would it be? Grievous. Yeah, it, it's an impossible costume, but I'd really like to do it. I like re like I've seen them. Like the one at C three was really good, <laughs> but I want like. Yeah, forearms and l- like four master replicas. You know. You know what I the see Brian as? shebang. I see Brian as Grievous wheels wheel bike. Just walking around in a cardboard wheel bike. <laughs> 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 Pretending you're rolling away. That'd be really lame. No, it'd be very funny. Just like my Stargate cleaning crew costume, which is the Stargate Jenner. It's it was hilarious just because it was simple. You know, sometimes you don't have to go with something very complicated or difficult to have fun doing your costume. The The Stargate Cleaning Crew costume just came out as this stupid idea one night. And I'm like, I need a Stargate costume. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Yeah, might as well do something I'm going to enjoy. And that's going to make people laugh. So I decided to go with the janitor. And uh, it turned out really good. I mean, Audrey, you were in the crowd and... Mm-hmm. I think it was it was a crowd pleaser of that uh, of that evening. So, and a lot of people came back to me afterwards, like we're so glad you did that because that's a good costume. So, I got really good feedback, and I'm really really thrilled and happy about it. Well, even for Hunter, I got I got feedback. I, I would yeah. never like never people had come up to me. Oh, can I take a picture with? I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> oh, okay. If you say so. Yeah. Do I want to smile or something? <laughs> It's like, no, look crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We need to walk around Brian with a pool of blood, or, like, we we need to find you giant lizards or something. Yeah, I know. And a glass of beer full of sand. Yep, and goggles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to find you a mug full full of sand. I could find one not that hard. It's the goggles. No, no, they're not too hard to find the goggles. The goggles and the aviator glasses, that's what I need. Yeah. Well, there's a problem. If I put my hand on the aviator glasses, I'm probably going to do an annoying thing costume. So I'm just going to... Annoying gonna, thing? Yeah, the crazy frog. I'm just going to put my... Just, oh, just going to put the, the, the leather helmet on, the aviator glasses, and paint my entire body in blue. And I'm just going to walk around conventions going... I don't even know what fuck crazy frog is. I'm already pissed. <laughs> <laughs> see, that would be wrong. This is the kind of costume people nobody wants to see at a convention. Especially Brian. 
Yes, well, because Brian will kill you. Brian will kill me? Kill you. It w it will he kill me? He kill you. You, kill Sebastian. You, me? Yeah, sure. You're sneaky now. I'm not sneaky. <laughs> Alright. So, Brian, who's with us in the chat right now? We have a lot of people in the chat. Well, not that many. We had more before. We have Christina, Adria, Arnie, Breathe G, Ikastra, Freezior, and my computer just loaded. Loading. There you go. Uh, Mad Duck, Serpent, and Skyla the Sith Clan. All right. Well, very nice of you for all for all being here. Thank you very much. An executor. An executor. Yes, and I'd just like to take this moment to yes. wish Simon a happy birthday. I know it's not going to be your birthday when you listen to this, unless you're listening right now. And why aren't you in the chat then? Um, happy birthday, Simon, and take care. From the whole crew of Star Wars on Direct. Yes. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Simon. Happy birthday to you. No, I don't know the lyrics. <laughs> you don't know no, the, the lyrics, lyrics to Happy, happy Birthday? birthday? <laughs> what the fuck? I'm special. Oh, I'm gonna talk with your mother. <laughs> She's gonna tell you I'm special. <laughs> she will. She'll be like, oh, that boy. <laughs> All right. Well, Brian, I think it's time we bring the show to a close because uh, your boss is gonna be angry if you get late for that uh, inventory oh, weekend of yours. Oh, I can't wait. It's it's inventory is so fun, so much fun. We did inventory at DVD Passion. Yes, we did. I'm not gonna tell him that because <laughs> you would you will say, oh, he's got experience. <laughs> I'm going to put him in charge. <laughs> no, I don't think I'd be put in charge. <laughs> so, um, when's the next show, Brian? It's Sunday, June 4th. At the regular time. At the regular time? 7 p.m. 7 p.m. It's going to be Star Wars Undirect. Number 88. And I have just to make sure it's... What's the topic, especially? It's going to be the Tales from series. So it's basically Tales from the Mosaic Cantina, Tales from Jabba the Hutt's Palace, and Tales from the New Republic. Tales from the New Republic, Tales from the Empire. So, yeah, all those crazy Tales of the Bounty Hunters books that came out. And Bounty Hunters one was great. That's actually one I haven't touched. <laughs> I've oh, read good. different snips from all the other ones. So. Yeah, they got good. good stories. I have New Republic Tales. Java's Palace and Bounty Hunters. I have a nice composed book of all of them. Even the Republic? I don't think no, it's uh Java's Palace, Cantina and Bounty Hunters. And Empire and Republic I got like separate, so Republic uh, Empire which Empire one, I don't have that one. I was like I found it for like five bucks at the convention, so cool. Alright. So Sebastian. Yes. Nobody emailed us. No. With the no right one. answer. Sebastian, can we tell them the prize so that they're actually... Because I, I think the problem is nobody knows what the freaking prize is. You know, you're probably right. But I don't think they're going to get it that easy. Sebastian, I'm going to tell them what the prize is. No, wait, wait, wait. I can tell you that I have a FedEx paper in my uh, on my desk that's... That means it that it, it says that I have two packages waiting uh, waiting for me. Where? At the FedEx office. And I'm gonna get them back on Monday. So you know what that means? That means that that means that we've we've got cool prizes. 
And do you, do you really believe we should, like, let them go that easily? Yes. I, I want I want to give this away. You want to give it away? I want to give it away, because or else I want to keep it. <laughs> it all depends. Which one do you want to keep? What are they? The Darth Vader 12-inch Sideshow? Or the Anakin Skywalker 12-inch Sideshow? <sighs> choices, choices. We can't keep any of them, sadly. Brian, we have to raffle them off. Okay, what's going to be our contest this week? Because everybody fucked up last week. Yeah, because apparently nobody uh, pretty much got the clue that Sideshow Collectibles was one of our new partners. New sponsors. And and new sponsors, and that they were sending us some cool gifts to raffle off on the show, right? Nope. We're suckers. We're going to start with the Darth Vader 12-inch. Is that okay? That's good with you? Can we look at the packaging, though? Next week. Okay, cool. Because as I said, right now it's, a, it's sitting in a box at a FedEx office. So, for the time being, I'm gonna go easy on you guys. You're gonna give away. You're gonna give it away so easily. Yes. It'll work a little bit. I mean, now that they know what it is. Like, if I ask them, what's the name of the actor that played the first Anakin Skywalker we saw in the original trilogy? You think that's being too easy? Sure. The I man, think that's good. The man under the helmet in Return of the Jedi? Sure. That's good. That's good with you? Yep. Audrey? That's good, that's good with you, Audrey? Sure. All right. So we'll go with that. So you have to send an email to, to studio, studio at com. Subject line. Sideshow contest. And you have to tell me what's the name of the actor. And don't say it in the friggin' chat or else I'm freaking banning you. Who played you won't get it. Anakin Skywalker in Return of the Jedi? And you have to tell us That's which it. you prefer. Which Anakin you prefer at the end of Jedi. And why. Yeah. Give us your it, comment that, on that. Give us your comment. It's not pa- you don't have to. So... Okay, I wanna. We w- it's, it's, it's easy. It's it's a very easy contest. I it won't. That what your comments won't change whether or not you'll get it. Yeah, that's it. It's I just want to hear. We just wanna. We just wanna see. So, the first email I receive with that answer in it, you're the winner. Pays to listen to the live show, eh? Uh, well, that's pretty much the deal. <laughs> All right. But so, we still have that other one. Yeah, we still have the other one. So maybe people will be coming in and listening to us more often now. Because they can win cool stuff. Come when on, are we going to give away the other one? Next week? Week after that? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. Maybe we'll give away a booster. Maybe. When we do champions. Yeah, maybe Maybe we'll do something like that. Alright. So, Brian, why should people send us comments? So that we can read them on the air. Okay. Because we're the voice of Star Wars fandom. All and right. we need more voices. I, I agree with you. So how can people give us their comments? Yo, you can reach us by email at mm-hmm. studio at SWENdirect.com or you can leave us a message on our blog or a message board. Okay. And uh, I just want to say to Icastro, nope, that wasn't it. He's like, he's, he's just like, he, he just sent me uh, an email last week with an answer to he the can't question win. I asked. But he can't win. Yeah, because he's part of the staff. Exactly. That's it. 
That's that. See, that's that's what sucks about. That's it. the rub. Yep. <laughs> it's like cool prizes, but you can't win. And Mm-mm. the answer you gave me was was wrong. It wasn't the Van Wilder quote. It was actually the new partner I was looking for, and that was Sideshow Collectibles. So, um, quickly, I want to say happy birthday to Jaina from Sut Clan. Ooh, happy just birthday! Twenty-one today. So Bunch she's fine. she's legal every, everywhere. Not so that it matters. Bunch Doesn't fine. she live in France? Well, yeah, but now she's going to be able to come to L.A. next year, and we're going to be able to have tons of fun with her and the rest of the French crew, right? Yeah. All right. So, uh, did you mention the blog and the message boards? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. What about MySpace? MySpace.com slash SWEindirect.com. Add us as your friends. I'm gonna next, conta- next, next week, I'm going to do a little contest with the who gets to be on the top eight. Again? Again, why not? Cool. Yeah, I, I want more comments on our pages. All right. I put pictures up, so you go check them out. What? You have pictures? I have pictures. I'm scared. Pictures. <laughs> yes. You. I, we, I have to get your pictures. For those who, for those of you who didn't listen to last week's show live, <laughs> um, I'm just gonna say. <laughs> I think we should put that on YouTube and put it up as a video uh, on no, the site. It was terrible. <laughs> you know, we got one of those. We got those <sighs> freaking scrap things at the. At my work those freaking scrap toys you do yeah I'm going by it <laughs> I want one <laughs> who bought it whose was it it was Martin why did he buy that stupid shit because it oh, shook in his hands hysterical <laughs> guys are such dorks can't go through the toy aisle at Zellers ever again and think about things the same way oh no it's like, if it moves I'm gonna see Martin going like what the fuck <laughs> that was so funny guys are so odd oh all right. Well, if you want to become a partner or a sponsor, you can send an email to info at swendirect.com with all your details. If you do like the show, we suggest that you talk about it around yourself. Right, Brian? Yep. Everyone. Why is that? Because the more people you talk about it to, the more sh- cool sponsors like Sideshow we can get onto the show, and then we can give you more free shit. That would be a good reason. <laughs> of course, you can bring a friend to the next show. And you can add your our URL to your message board signatures if you feel like it. You should. Well, it's not... You should. You don't have to. You should. You should. Okay. Don't be a pussy. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Just do it. Do it. All right. And, of course, you must go vote for us on Podcast Alley at least once a month. Come on. We're live. We're losing to, like, podcasts. What's this all about? I don't get it. On Podcast Alley. What the hell? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. And of course, you must add you must you must uh, go add yourself to the Frapper map because we want to know where you're listening from. All right, people. Yep. Because there's like five of us in Montreal, but we know there's at Not. least 595 other of you out there. <laughs> so you go you go register yourself on our Frapper. All right, well, I'd like to take a second to thank our sponsors for being so supportive of the show. FederationToys.com, of course, Star Wars Action News, Sitland.net, Simple-Net.ca, the Sci-Fi Podcast Network, which can be found at TSFPN.com, and, of course, our newly added Sideshow Collectibles, the Premium Action 12 Inches Collectible Action All kinds of stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, you, you, you got to go to their website and check out their... Uh, their, their stuff that's oh. very cool shit of course there's all of our partners in the bloodonline.com geek or radio 
Star Wars Aficionados, which is one of the best fans in the UK, PlantFandom.com, Hail to the Fanboys and Girls, where you can also find FurryConflict.com, which is home of Trek Wars, the Furry Conflict audio drama, Anakin and His Angel.com, Nerf-Order-Anonymous.net, the largest collection of Star Wars references and actors, Millennium Falcon, Galactic Hunter, keeping collectors on target, T-Bone Star Wars Universe, the Galactic Senate message boards, and StarWarsFanWorks.com, the home of Star Wars fan audio, all available at StarWarsWithZ.com. Of course, all of the links to the great folks that are above just mentioned, they're available to the website at www.swendirect.com. Then you click on the English button, and then you click on the like links button, and then you can go to all those cool folks. But you can Very check cool. out the site after you've clicked on the English button. And if you're French, well, there's a French version of the website just for you guys. Parce qu'on parle aussi français. Des fois. Des fois. Temps en temps. Ça c'est quand Alright. So, I just want to finish off. You know what? Again, happy birthday, Simon. Happy birthday, Jaina. Congratulations to you all. You've made it through another year. Hopefully, you'll make it through another year as well. Jeez, you're such a downer on me. Like, last few shows, you're like, oh, God. Make me feel so depressed. Lighten up. God. One day, I will. Jeez. Lighten up. Here, I'm lightening up right now. Just open my flashlight. <laughs> oh jeez, you're, you're not even funny. I can see the light. Oh, and we're having fun with the lightsabers now. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, for all of the crew here on the Star Wars on Direct, this is Sebastian saying, "See you next time," on the voice of Star Wars fandom. You were listening to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. Be sure to visit www.swandirect.com for more information about upcoming shows. At SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by our team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet. Webmasters, online gamers, or administrators of e-business. At SimpleNet, we will always have a solution to meet your needs.